You're listening to Satellite Sisters Talk TV. We're back. We're back with our recaps of Madam Secretary. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm with my sister, Julie Dolan, in Dallas, Texas. Julie, what a hiatus. I mean, we really... I I, I barely remembered the characters' names. I had to look up Kat Sandoval to, to make sure I knew... Who's the name Sarah Ramirez was playing in this? Yes, it's been a while, but I'm so excited to be back. And there's so much news going on at Madam Secretary. There is. It was fun. Yeah. So let's let's recap. This episode was called Reading the Signs. About it's the first new episode we've had in like six to eight weeks. And so, Julie, the last episode, you weren't even in the country. Maybe that's why you had forgotten. You were in Australia. So I had to do the recap on my own. Oh, right. Okay. That's when President Dalton, we thought he was going crazy, but sadly it was just uh, a tumor. And so he had brain surgery and they installed acting President Hearst, another woman. She stepped in and she and Elizabeth kind of spar. They're not always on the same page. And Hearst definitely has presidential ambitions, whereas Elizabeth's ambitions will be revealed, I believe. Uh, okay. Dimit- reading of the tea leaves, right? Lena? Yes. Yes. Dimitri's gone. All I right. Know. I know he's I know. gone, but you know, Stevie looks great. She seems to have moved on, <laughs> moved on. Yeah. I was a little worried about her in the opening scene, uh, Leanne, because she was in a sundress and the re- rest of the episodes, it seemed to be snowing. So I think she's making some poor fashion choices, mm. but other than that, she does not seem to be pining uh, for Dimitri. No, she's taking her job very seriously. I like seeing that. Um, all right. Allison has gone to design college, as you remember. Jason, the Bolshevik, is still at home with the girlfriend that is, you know, pushing him. I love that. And um, Madam Secretary and Henry are still the cutest power couple on TV. Aren't they adorable? <laughs> yes, they are, Leanne. They're just... They are. They're very cute together. So, How much time do you think it takes for them to do their hair collectively in the morning? Leanne, there was one scene with uh, with Henry who had some uh, bedhead going. That was that was just I was fixated on it. <laughs> I could I had to watch the scene several times because his hair was was just amazing in that scene. <laughs> I, I suggest I suggest you watch that um, that section again. It's he comes down early morning. Mm. He's going to. This uh, chit chat, yeah. uh, noodle about life, and uh, but check out his hair in that scene. Okay, all right. And her her bounce was back. You know, we've yes. been we've been missing the bounce, but I think they got the 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 team got the hot rollers out for this episode. So, okay, here are our storylines. So, so you're all caught up. That's what was happening. So we have an acting president who's a female. We have Beth. She's got her new chief of staff, Jay. You know, he's relatively new. We have. Kat Sandoval, this new character, Smarty Pants, Know It All, and uh, you know things are things are in flux. So here we go. She in this episode, she is negotiating a trade agreement with Sri Lanka. She mm-hmm. is negotiating for more support to fight terrorism with the Gang of Eight. That's what Henry's doing. Right. And Allison is negotiating the pitfalls of the first year of college in, in a very dramatic, emotional storyline. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Yes. But first, I mean, Julie, we have to talk about. The shot that stopped all shots in the opening <laughs> scene. You exactly, and, Leon. I mean, Bess was loading the dishwasher, people. It's a breakthrough moment. <laughs> yes, it is, Leon. You know, we have been doing these podcasts uh, where we recap Madam Secretary for quite some time. And every week we ask the question, who is doing the dishes? Yes. Everyone just brings over their dishes and puts them in the sink. Yes. Or they just get up from the table and they walk out, out of the kitchen. 
we finally have the answer to this. In fact, I believe it's that the executive producers are listening to our podcast and they felt they felt obliged to include this scene where Pess is loading the dishwasher. She's jamming those dishes in. There's no precision. She's she's getting the job done, like in her blazer, in her silk shirt. Like no one would ever wash dishes like right. that, but she's doing it, Julie. It was good yep. to see. It was good to see. Yeah, I, I, it was a breakthrough moment at Madam Secretary. So now we know somebody is doing the dishes there and they have a dishwasher. Okay, so back to our first storyline, the trade agreement. Uh, so this is with the country of Sri Lanka. Julie, what do you know about Sri Lanka? Do you know I anything? Know, other than I'd like to go visit it, uh, I, ha- I, don't, I don't have any inside information, sometimes with Madam Secretary, because I've traveled quite a bit, lived abroad for many years. I've, I can bring some firsthand knowledge, but I have none to offer you this week, sister. Okay, so I know you know about the South China Sea, so that was part of the storyline, too. So here, here's what I know about Sri Lanka. Last year, I had a chance to meet one of the International Women of Courage that the State Department designates, and she was from Sri Lanka. And mm-hmm. she was being honored because her husband was one of the many what they call the disappeared in Sri Lanka, yeah. where the right. government just disappears people who disagree with the government. So uh, her husband was a journalist, and he disappeared seven years ago. And ever since then, she's been fighting for the rights and the transparency and the human rights uh, for the people of Sri Lanka, whose other family members have disagreed. And they have a lot of ethnic differences there, correct? Religious and ethnic differences. So it's not a great country, you know, it's, it's, and obviously best knows that there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on, but basically the deal that the U S has been negotiating for 10 months is a telecom deal. They want to, they, they're offering to improve Sri Lanka telecom in exchange for control of the ports which will hold the line in the South China Sea for them. Is that, is that, did I get that right? Right. That's about it, Leanne. Yeah. Because the other big player in that area obviously is China and that China would like to have access to these deep water ports. And, uh, the, you know, you know, this is, this is sort of a a battle, a tug and pull between the United States and, and China over control of of that section of the world. So, yes. Okay, so this is like the third or fourth South China Sea storyline we've seen on Madam Secretary. So it's good. So we have China, we have Russia as the enemy, and we have China as the enemy, and they're sort of staking out this territory. I like it. Okay, so the telecom deal, you know, some like Mark Zuckerberg type is going to go in and fix all their phone lines and stuff uh, in exchange for being the first in the country, and he's going to do this, you know, only work with the top three telecom countries. So the president of Sri Lanka shows up with his, literally his tea leaf reader. Yes. All right, Leanne. Yeah. Okay. And you should not mock him because no. as we learned from Smarty Pants Cat Sandoval, yeah. that this the reading of tea leaves, the, these spiritual advisors, these tessios have been around for over 5,000 years. So to Sri Lankans, this is very important. But but we all have, you know, we have kind of a jaded eye towards towards any of this, don't we? Lee? Well, it's I, I, yes, we do, and also he's in all the meetings, so it's there's no there were no other high level people with the president right. of Sri Lanka except the tea leaf reader. So it, you know, it seems a little uninformed, but all right, but that's the gambit that they're playing. So it's kind of, it's it's a good storyline because as we come to learn, the tea leaf reader is not exactly only concerned about dead relatives. He has his own living relatives who, of course, have a stake in a telecom company. You know, and, exactly. A yeah. side hustle, Leanne. That's, that's it. That's he's, exactly. a, 
It's a side hustle. So first of all, one bit I liked, that really looked like they were welcoming him at the White House, didn't it? How did they do that? They, well, as I, you know, we've been following, and you can too, if you enjoy Madam Secretary, you can follow uh, follow them on Twitter. I, they did some filming at the White House, Leon. Oh, so they I did. That is why some of those scenes, external scenes, look so real. And I don't even know, later on, there's a tour of the East Room. I couldn't really tell if that indeed was the East Room or just a very large room with a very large oriental rug in it. Yeah, so, but no. Interiors, I believe, were they were shot in Washington because I remember seeing on Twitter that they had taken a trip to Washington. Okay, that was good. I liked it that they were just sort of standing out in the driveway. <laughs> yes, and it was very cold, you see, and that's why Stevie's dress, the sleeveless sundress, seemed wildly inappropriate. But yes, and it was very nice to see the you know the acting president and um, the you know Secretary of State. We're both women. I yeah, enjoyed, I liked I it. Like that image, you know. Yes, they I liked it too. It's very she, comfortable to me. Yeah, and she seems very capable. I have to say. I mean, she may not agree with Bess all the time, but she seems very capable. Yeah. Uh, president, acting president Hurst, as Bess kept calling her. Okay, so they they welcome the president of Sri Lanka, and uh, the first thing he does, Julie, is one of my favorite things that men do. He makes a what joke. Makes a joke about his wife's shopping habits. I love that, don't you? Those are always funny, aren't they? <laughs> it's a good chuckle, Leanne. Yes, yeah. sirree. Yep. Those never get old or dated. Mm, no. Men, men, women, your wife's in New York. Oh, spend it all your money. There you go. Uh, and you could pretty much hear and see Bess's eye roll, as well as acting President Hurst's eye roll. They were very uncomfortable when he said that, as all women are in all... <laughs> situations where men make jokes about their wife's shopping habits. So, you know, good job, writers. You nailed it. You nailed that situation. But we come back to learn that, in fact, his wife does have kind of a shopping habit. Yeah, it? she's kind of like the Imelda Marcos uh, uh, of uh, Sri Lanka, that she, uh, you know, is is putting a lot of financial pressure on her husband by, because of her extensive spending habits. Right, which makes him vulnerable to any kind of bribe that China might want to offer him. So that's right. what we have. We have a lot of back and forth. We have the tea leaf reader, you know, saying, oh, I'm not so sure about this deal. I don't think your dead grandmother likes it because it doesn't involve his brother-in-law's telecom company. And then yeah. he does some wild predictions in the East Room with the staff. So that was a fun scene where uh, I liked it, where he said Kat's going to get a phone call from her brother that, you know, she, he, she, she should take the call, be life-changing and one of you is very sad and lonely, Daisy, open mm -hmm. yourself up to love. And, you know, that that was a good gambit. I mean, I can see where Daisy well, I felt the for staff. that. I was, I'm happy. We're happy Daisy's back. Yep. She's looking great. Uh, and no mention of kids in this episode, Liam. It's yeah. as if Daisy doesn't have a newborn and it doesn't as, and uh, Jay obviously has somehow taken that baby that he keeps in the stroller and rolled it off, you know, <laughs> to somewhere. Diplo Tots somewhere. It's a Diplo Tots. So, <laughs> hey, they have a job to do. They have a job to do, and they're doing it. So, mm -hmm. you know, they're very suspicious of this tea leaf reader. They do figure out his motives. You know, Bess and the president go back and say, oh, guess what? We're now going to open it up to, oh, even that telecom company. 
But already the president of Sri Lanka is sort of in the clutches of China because of his debts from his wife's shopping habits. But then there's that one great scene where Bess sort of bursts through security and goes in and lays it all out on the line. Like, we know what's happening. You take these bribes. It's going to be bad. And she had some swagger when she left that meeting, didn't she? She really did. She was tossing her coat around and she was just tossing those accusations around and she felt she had her had her say. But, you know, that uh, that storyline I liked a lot, Lynn, because the idea of corrupt national figures, this is, you know, it's uh, who knows. I, you know, we're not pointing a finger at Sri Lanka, but that happens all the time around the world. And it's very you know difficult for the United States and companies and businesses from the United States who are playing by one set of rules. And everyone else in the world is playing by a different set of rules, you know, right. when there's a lot of side hustles going on. Right. 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 So uh, so as it turns out, Sri Lanka agrees because Beth Bess has this guy understands what he's doing. Um, but then President Hearst, acting President Hearst decides, you know what? Too many twists and turns. We don't trust these people. We just don't want to enter into this kind of long term thing. So the team, you know, gets out the scotch and starts. Well, can we talk about the decanter of scotch that that's in the filing cabinet? Why is that only in TV shows? Have you ever been in a real office? Leanne, you actually have some direct interaction with the State Department. I want you to ask them how many of them have decanters of scotch in their filing cabinets. okay? Okay, and sit around drinking at work. That's a big no-no. No one does that anymore, right? Okay. That, Julie, is true. I had to push. I had to change the time of this recording because I have a call with the State Department at, uh, right after yes, this. You do. Yes, you do. The I, real State Department. The actual State Department. Where people actually work there. I'm a, I, work, I, I work with them on a program called the International Women of Courage, and uh, I'm part of a nonpartisan NGO that supports the Secretary of State's International Women of Courage. Program. So the women are coming in in two weeks, and we're we're getting gathering our forces, and we're throwing them a big celebration, and then mainly we give them grant money. Uh, so that's that's very important, and that's why I'm on the call with the State Department. And I will ask about the scotch. I will. <laughs> I mean, when I go to the studio now at One Tree, I'm just super stoked. They have like Lacroix water in the. <laughs> that's my right. scotch. That's scotch to me. I don't know. All right. So they're drinking this. There was some speculation by Kat and by Pale Jay, who continues uh, that nice pale complexion, uh, that perhaps there was some political motive to turning down the Sri Lanka trade agreement by the acting president. So we'll we'll have to see that play out, whether whether that was in the in the best interest of the United States or whether that was to position her in a more favorable position um, when she decides to run for president. Yes, lots of uh, reading the signs, Julie, reading the signs. But I'm, uh, here, that's what I'm here for, sister. So uh, so that's right. So the tea leaf reader of, turns out, um, the State Department says, oh, well, the, uh, your law, Sri Lanka, we're on to Indonesia. We'll work on a, an agreement with them to shore up our you know, deep water naval reserves or whatever they were in the South China Sea. And uh, in the meantime, all the predictions come true. Kat's brother does call her and say, oh, I'm getting a divorce. Uh, all of a sudden, Matt, the speechwriter, realizes, oh, my gosh, I am still in love with Daisy. And I am ready to step in to be the father of her, her invisible child. But then oh, who calls? Who calls Daisy, Julie, right at the end? Oliver. Remember right. Oliver, the tech guy yes. who went to Hollywood? Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> it's coming back. So, okay. and then the mysterious tea leaf reader sends uh, the secretary a message. One word, sends her a word, and it just, she opens the paper and it says, run. Yeah. I think it'd be good if she ran. I think it'd be fun to watch. I think it would be fun to watch yeah. her run for president. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I, I yeah. think that's a good, there's <laughs> only so many storylines they can squeeze out of the South China Sea. So. Right. <laughs> it's be I fun. Think that she's already dealt with every dictator and despot around the world. So, yeah. so now she, you know, that would be a new storyline and, you know, President Dalton, well, you know, he's, he's been he's he's had a good run there in the Oval Office, but some change would be good. Yeah. Now, what if it's it's Hearst versus uh, McCord? We'd have yeah. two fictional women facing off. I know that would what? be fun to see. That's that would be fun to write. I would think that would be fun to, to execute that storyline. OK, we got to move on here. <laughs> I got to talk to the State Department. Um, all right. So Henry, Henry's storyline. OK, you know. He's, okay. He's I'll, back. He's back with his SEAL Team Zero, as I call it, and it's much diminished now, Leon, because because Dimitri's out of the picture. So yes. you're left with shocking opening scene, Leon. Sweater Man, yeah, the, the analyst, the CIA analyst that works for Henry, who wears a sweater in every scene, shows up in the first scene, okay, without a sweater on. I know. I'm shocked. I was. I took that as a sign, Leon. <laughs> Okay. And then, yeah, that Things was a miss because Sweater Man didn't have his sweater on. <laughs> okay, so oh, we get the news that there's a new rogue splinter group. It's a new right. terrorist threat happening, and you know, not to mock terrorist threats, it's very important. But as we know, Henry has had astonishingly poor luck. So, so, right. and now there's there's just three of them in the room and there's you got sweater man without his sweater yeah. you got that other analyst sad and sack yeah professor she's... mccord and they're supposed to handle these threats around the world with the, you know a tightened budget and they have to go to the gang of eight to to you know to beg for more money uh so that they can fight off these terrorists it's it's a bad situation, Liam. Yeah, and Henry is not really having any luck with that gang of eight at all, but he's having a lot of luck with his hair product in several of those. <laughs> yes, he has, Liam. I mean, we've already talked about the bedhead. Yeah. He's, the wide awake head is looking really good. I would have given him a large check had I been with the gang of eight because his hair looked so good in that scene. I know. Was good. So, kind of a shocker, a sudden turn of events that uh, we can totally approve of. Henry resigns as what he calls himself special activities director. Who knew that was his title? Did you? No. That's pretty vague. That's pretty vague. I don't. I think they're going to beg him to come back, Leon. Unfortunately, even as I've stated oh. many many occasions, I think he is the world's worst spy. Yeah. But I think. Uh, they will beg him to come back just because uh, they, I mean, they can't leave it all to Sweater Man. Okay. <laughs> oh, right? There's no one there. I don't know. Well, okay. I think he's going to go back. I hope he goes back to teaching comparative religion. And then he gets involved in some like Dan Brown-like storylines about creepy offshoots of religious groups hiding out under the Vatican. I'd like to see, <laughs> I'd like to see that. I'd like to I see him. I think that would be better. Yeah. Be better at it. Yeah, he yeah. seems little out of his depth. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, so that's it. Henry no longer at the CIA. So that's the breaking news there. And then the story, third storyline was sort of the emotional heart of this episode called Reading the Signs. It was about Allison, the middle child who's gone off to fashion school. And she comes home at the beginning of the episode. And she's just, oh, she's having roommate problems because the roommate won't leave her alone. And she's just kind of hanging on her. Of course, they were really good friends the first semester, but now Allison's made other friends and the roommate hasn't made any other friends. I thought that was very relatable. I did too. I thought Allison was great in this whole scene and on this, you know, this whole episode. And I thought the writing in this part, I usually comment on the writing, Leanne, but I, it just seems so true to form. It seemed like real conversations, real complaints, uh, that you would have about your roommate and then that you would have with your about your sibling. Yeah. I mean, Allison comes home from college. I had to laugh. And her brother is taken. Jason has taken over her room. He's turned it into his weight training <laughs> center. I remember coming home from college, Leanne, and I think you were in my bed. Yeah. I got yes. Like mom had given away my bedroom because I'm the oldest sister and you're the youngest sister. Mom had given away my bedroom to you in the three short months between uh, being dropped off in September and coming home in November. Yeah. In, in fairness, I was sleeping in the living room. <laughs> so, okay. It wasn't like I had a bedroom. There were eight kids in our family. Yes. So there, there was a lot of sharing of rooms and sharing of places. Okay. You did, yeah. Maybe you deserved an upgrade land, but and, it was, and but the bedroom, did, nonetheless. Yeah, and the bedroom, remember, did have a staircase that came up in the middle of the bedroom. Yes, it wasn't exactly private, but no. it was something. There was a landing. There was a there was a landing was a in the middle landing. of the room. Yeah, it was. A, I love that room. That was classic. So I did, Julie. I too. I enjoyed. There were a lot of sibling squabbles, flat out yelling and screaming, which we did a lot as kids, and you don't really see in TV families. And it was very real. So what happens is Allison's roommate, it turns out, has had a history of anxiety and depression. Allison's gone for the night. The roommate attempts suicide uh, with some pills and some vodka. And Allison goes back to school. She has a heart-to-heart with her father. Her father says, you know, don't forget to be kind. She goes, okay, I'll go back. And she discovers her roommate on the floor unconscious and calls 911. And that must be a terrifying experience. And I think Allison really captured that. Her She she did uh, do very well in this episode. And I agree. I thought all the writing was on point in these scenes between the parents and the siblings and sort of sorting that out. And and then I had kind of forgotten that Henry's dad had committed suicide. Mm-hmm. I'd sort yeah. of forgotten that. So, you know, Bess and Henry are very worried about Allison going back to school, but she wants to go back. And she goes back and forth a couple of times. I don't know, Julie, was I the only one screaming student health services at the TV? Like, get her connected with student health services. <laughs> right. And why, after her roommate who had attempted suicide, do they keep Allison in that same room? I, I don't mean, know. Yeah. Old- that to see that was so that was such a, a you know a great scene on TV but it was so heart wrenching to see the empty you know dorm bed where you know her roommate used to be and that's where Allison had to go back to so that was very tough but I thought they didn't you know I think the show Madam Secretary has taken on a lot of sensitive topics I thought they did very well on this topic about you know. You know, again, reading the signs that, you know, no one really thought this girl was in as much trouble as she was. And uh, she was really having a difficulty and obviously struggling. So 
it was it was a well done episode. And I liked at the end that they had some public service announcements. So for people who are suffering with depression and anxiety, you know, to know to call, to reach out, to go to the health services, to tell a friend uh, so that you can get some help. Yeah, I, I, I liked all of it. I just and I thought, too, when she finally came back and she said, I've decided to, you know, just finish out the rest of the semester doing the classes online, living at home. And then she said, oh, but I don't eat pork anymore. I don't eat bacon because I watched a documentary. Again, this is just very real dialogue. Like kids go to college and they come back and they're all vegan or they're all this or they're they're all that because they watched a documentary or something. You know, it's just a reminder they're very susceptible and their their lives are changing and they're gone, but they're still young and not they haven't figured everything out yet. So I was I was relieved when Bess and Henry went running off to the college to find her. I was like, I feel like she should have a little more supervision on that campus. Like, you know, in a big family, we just would have sent one of the younger siblings. That's what I right. I thought. Like, I know he she broke Jason's PlayStation controller, but maybe Jason could go back to college with her just for a few days. Yeah. You know? just, so just with her. Yes, yeah. I thought that was the right thing. And I, I thought that, you know, Bess and Henry as parents were, you know, the, those scenes were well written too, Leanne, because they did some things right. But in other things, they were kind of bumbling about right. it, as all parents are not, you know, you know, trying to say and do the right thing, show concern, be involved, but at the same time, not smother the children or, you know, uh, you know, or smother the kids, uh, you know, and give them, you know, room on their own to uh, to operate. So um, I thought those were funny scenes. And so there they were back on the campus in the last scene. And that looked like real snow that was coming down. I there. think so. Yeah. I yeah. think they and were a real college campus at a real college campus filming, filming in the snow. And the parents had gone gone back to uh, to find Allison. But uh, she had already gone home. And then they fibbed on the phone when Allison said, where are you? And they said, oh, we're just out for dinner, you know. <laughs> that was good. That, that was, was good. a good one. Good one, parents. Good one, <laughs> Bess and Henry. Good one. So, yeah, there you go. that wraps the episode. But, uh, you know, the big question marks, I think we're going to be looking at will best run for uh, will best run for president. And, you know, who's kind of into that? Kat Sandoval. So. Yeah. There's I a said, good. I'm getting on the I'm getting on the campaign wagon, Leon. How about you? Yeah, and I think there's a good role for Cat as the campaign chair. So that's I. Oh, I, so, maybe that's the solution because yeah. they it cannot continue uh, with Jay as chief of staff and Cat as smarty pants. Yeah, uh, she's just smothering Jay. She's going to eat him. Yeah, she's going. Yes. yes, indeed, Leon. <laughs> I'm worried about, I'm worried about him. Um, <laughs> all right. Hey, binders full of blouses. I was so into the story. I didn't even note anything. Do you have anything, well, Julie? I have a couple of shout outs. First okay. one was one scene and I don't know whether it was my TV or not, but it looked like Beth was best was wearing three shades of blue. It was like a blue, dark blue shirt, light blue blazer, and then another color, you know, blue pants. It was excellent. I'm going to try that. Leanne. I think yeah. you should too. Just, Three different blues put together, put it on. You can wear it. I'd also like to give a shout out to Allison's earrings. She had in the opening scene, she has those cute, that cute bangs with her hair. And then she had the giant earrings. Oh, and yeah. It on me when I saw those earrings, I was like, aha, that's how you wear giant, those giant earrings I see in all the stores. <laughs> you wear them on 20 year olds and then they look really cute, right? It's true. It's true. Yep. 
Our earlobes are not meant for those earrings anymore. <laughs> I couldn't couldn't handle it, Lynn. Couldn't handle the weight. Shout out to the sweater man because he did find his sweater in the second uh, <laughs> second scene. You, you. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to the pastries. They're back on the table at the State Department. Well, on that call with the State Department, be sure to ask about that too. Two, okay. Decanters of scotch in the filing cabinets and is it true that you serve uh very fattening pastries every day in the middle of you know your conference day I, I, I will ask that at the <laughs> end after we finish talking about like security and the script and the introduction of the women i'll ask about the scotch and the pastries good it's a good call I have just a tip of the hat to Blake because he made, did you notice he made it to the grown-up table at the State Department? Yes. You know, usually he's he's on that little desk off on the side when they all meet in the conference room with the, uh, with the pastries, but he made it to the big boy table. So, uh, so well done, Blake. We, we look forward to seeing, seeing you, you know, in a greater roles uh, this season. And finally, a shout out to, um, to the wet, dry hand back. Oh yeah. That made a call back uh, in this scene. You know, Bess had sent Allison to college with this, what she feels is an indispensable tool that no college education is complete unless you have your own wet, dry hand vacuum cleaner. Fantastic. Yeah, that was funny. I saw Eric Bergen was live tweeting um, the uh, the show, Blake, the guy who plays Blake and, um, as we know, Broadway star. And he said if, if Bess runs for president, he hopes that Blake gets to open every rally with a song, which now that's exciting. Whoa, Liam. Now, yes. really? Yes, yeah. that would be great. Yeah. So uh, let's figure out what her, you know, Hello, Dolly or something, what her <laughs> what her campaign song could be. All right. Um, if you're wondering, hey, Leon, is that your dog in the background? It is. Yeah, we're recording this at home. Satellite Sisters, our regular podcast, has moved to a studio. Speaking of moving to the grown-ups table. So we record the re- the regular Satellite Sisters at the studio. But Julie and I from Madam Secretary, we're back, back to our roots recording at home. So yeah, there's Steffi in the background. I know people have missed her on the regular show. Um, on Satellite Sisters, we have been recording even while there was no Madam Secretary. So you can catch up on episodes. Last week, we talked to, a couple weeks ago, we talked to the author of the biography of Laura Ingalls Wilder. Enjoyed talking to Caroline Frazier a lot. Uh, Julie, you just blew the roof off everything Russian last week. Um, I know. I was, we were out on front at Satellite Sisters on the whole Russian poisoning um, situation in London. And we're going to be talking about that tomorrow. Lee and I also have comments on North Korea and, and now the summit between uh, Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un. Mm, yeah. Some key information, key insights that you would only know if you went to North Korea that I think will have a big impact on whether those are successful negotiations or not. And didn't you almost meet two first ladies of the United States this week? Yes, I did. I was within, <laughs> so close. Well, I, well Leon, it's a fact. I was within 20 feet of uh, two former first or, or two former first ladies. Okay, and I have the full report on that on Satellite Sisters. So, if you listen to Madam Secretary and you haven't checked out Satellite Sisters. 
please do. You can find it at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or however you're listening to this podcast. You can also listen to Satellite Sisters there. We have a lot coming up over the next couple months, more guests. You know, we're in the studio. We we have a special contest that's happening in a couple weeks with prizes and giveaways. And I will be reporting fully on um, the Secretary of State's uh, International Women of Courage. If that interested you, well, you're getting going to get a full report over there at Satellite Sisters. Um, so that's it for the show. All right, Julie, have a great afternoon, and I'll talk to you tomorrow on Satellite I'll Sisters. But it's great to be back. It's great to be back with Madam Secretary. It is. It is. Uh, and go, best go. That's all I have to say, Liam. We're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs>